You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. And welcome back. I am Heather Caro. And I'm Heather's sidekick, Deacon Paul <laughs> Trinan. <laughs> I was wondering what you were going to say. <laughs> well, we, we're here at the Abbey of the Hills, and, and we're blessed to be able to come up and um, and 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 be here about every other month mm-hmm. on average. About every mm-hmm. other month we do a show here right on site, right on location. And uh, we bring in some local folks to come and visit with us about, like the uh, the promo said, about some pretty extraordinary things. Yeah. And I was listening to a speaker recently, and they said that Jesus is in the healing business. Oh. And I thought, well, that's an interesting way to put it. But this this whole idea of healing, it's, it's why uh, other than, I mean, that's why he came down. That's mm-hmm. why he was incarnate, to heal us and to bring us, to bring us to him. And, and so we've got an interesting guest to finish out our program today. Her name is Pat Carls. Pat Carls, thank you for being with us today. Um, we're excited to hear from you. Why don't you tell folks a little bit about who Pat Carls is? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm excited to be here, too, and share my story. Um, I'm a transplant to South Dakota, born and raised in St. Paul, uh, Catholic family, Catholic education, um, I was married to my husband for over 55 years, and um, I'm the mother of four, uh, two daughters and two sons, grandmother of 16, wow. <laughs> and soon to be um, great-grandma to number nine. So I am truly blessed. You are truly blessed. <laughs> Um, and I might add a couple of outstanding son-in-laws. Oh, oh boy! <laughs> so yes, couldn't couldn't. Okay, that was subtle, wasn't agree, it? Totally. Subtle couldn't agree sled, more. Subtle I as a sledgehammer, more. right? Yeah. Right, John Riley. Okay, so we have we have. I asked Pat to come on today because Pat has experienced the loss of her husband, Raleigh, uh, my father-in-law, Raleigh Carl's. Who passed away? His anniversary of his death is just coming up, right? Mm-hmm. Three years ago. Four. Four years ago. Four years ago. Um, really briefly, let's talk about that because the focus of what we want to talk about is, like I said before, mm-hmm. Jesus is in the healing business. But yeah. Raleigh's circumstances were what? Um, Raleigh's circumstances of his death were a little extraordinary. Um, He had, uh, in our retirement, chosen to uh, have a part-time job working for um, a gravel company. And on uh, June 19th, 2017, I received a phone call. Um, That would change my life. Um, He uh, had rolled a gravel truck. um, And... So with that phone call, I uh, headed to the hospital and um, didn't realize at the time how serious his injuries were because we were blessed to, um, uh, well, he he never lost consciousness. And uh, so we, uh, we thought, 
you know, that his injuries weren't real serious and he was going to recover. Um, but we did have 27 hours with him. Um, we were flown to uh, Sanford Hospital and um, Julie and Paul were were there, well, they were with me from the beginning, and then uh, a lot of family, a lot of friends came, and uh, we discovered that, you know, things were not going so well. Um, <laughs> kind of an interesting uh, thing that happened, um, how God works in, in your life. Um, Tuesday morning, uh, while I was in the hospital in the hallway, I ran into a doctor who had uh, previously done um, uh, some surgery on Raleigh. He had a twisted colon, and and he saw me, and he said to me, I don't like what I'm seeing. I don't like the way things are going. And after I got done speaking to him, um, I, I felt God calling me to pick up my phone and call my oldest daughter in the cities. She had known Raleigh had been in an accident. We did not know how serious it was. But I, um, I called her and said to her, uh, she was at the airport leaving on a trip to Florida with her family. And I said, I don't think you should get on that plane. And um, she was about to go through security when I called her. Oh. And so she said goodbye to her family, sent them on their way, and headed to um, Sioux Falls. Sioux Falls, yeah. And joined, yeah, joined us. So, uh, I mean, God speaks. God speaks. And you were all able to be there. Yeah. So, the prayers were answered not the way we wanted, uh, maybe for Raleigh to continue, but Raleigh, Raleigh's up there. So, we believe. In the meantime now, we're down here. Yeah. We're, we're still trying to fight through all the things we've talked about in the program, as well as the grief of losing somebody who's very, very special, your, your, wife, your husband of 55 years. So what I'd like to speak to, and I think I find very inspiring about what you've done in reaction to this loss of your spouse, in the central theme of what we've talked about, I think, this morning is community or mm. communion. Tell us how, one of the ways, not the only way, but a significant way you've found to, to work through your grief. Um, probably the most significant thing um, is my faith. Um, I have a very strong faith, always have had, and um, I've found in the quiet of my home, my husband was a great one for turning on the TV if he was in the house. <laughs> and uh, I truthfully could probably get rid of my TV. Mm. I seldom have it on. But uh, one of the first things I started doing was journaling. 
And um, so every morning, I would um, I would pull out my journal, and it would start, Dear God and Raleigh. And I would just pour out my heart. And I found that very therapeutic for me. And I realize now, after almost four years, I'm not doing that every day, which to me... I think is a sign of healing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also a uh, weekday mass goer. Raleigh and I were, um, prior to his death, um, pretty faithful to that too, but that's become a very uh, significant part of my life. And uh, So when you were talking about the journaling, I... I hate to interrupt, but I wanted to go back just a little bit. Uh, you started journaling every day. Um, how long after his passing did you start that? I know some people um, have perceptions on how fast things should move. You know, they have ideas of, okay, I should be here, I should be there. There's a lot of shoulds that go with it. How long was it before you started journaling every day? Not very long. Okay. I just felt very called to put my feelings on paper. And I normally write in cursive, but I felt that this was going to become kind of a history book of sorts. And my grandchildren aren't so good with reading my cursive. So I started <laughs> printing it. And, um, but yeah, there are no shoulds or when to do things. Um, this whole grief thing is, it's a journey. And had you journeyed, had you journaled prior to Raleigh passing? No. That wasn't a part of your No, day. that was not a part of my life. No, okay. no. No. And, um, you know, going to, going to Mass too, and not only that, but going out afterwards for coffee mm, with mm-hmm. my faith family and especially Father Gary. Um, he's been a very good source for me, um, a good support. Um, he does beautiful funeral masses. Um, adoration has become a part of my life, and that's partly through his encouragement of all of our faith family to you know, spend time mm-hmm. in quiet. Was it hard for you at the beginning to be in the quiet? Um, that's an interesting question. Uh, no. Uh, no, it wasn't. It wasn't. Um, I don't know why. I uh, Actually, just last evening, a neighbor friend was over. And I'm sitting in the living room with no TV on, no music, no anything. And she asked me about that. And I said... Um, I used to listen to music, I used to watch TV, but I said, I am so comfortable in the silence. Mm. And I also got off of Facebook. So, speaking to yeah, the, yes, previous topics. Yes. And why was that? Well, I found instead of going to my prayer chair in the morning and picking up my readings, I was going to Facebook. Oh. And that's not a good thing when you put Facebook before God. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Well, if you're just joining us, we're going to have to take a quick break here in just a minute. Uh, We're talking with 
Pat Carls, uh, your mother-in-law, she's talking about the loss of her husband, an unexpected loss of her husband about four years ago. And I love this discussion uh, because there are a lot of people out there that grieve and there's a lot of misconceptions about grieving, you know? So I always like to open the eyes and talk about grieving just so that we can let those that are listening feel heard feel heard and also and not alone validated yeah 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 and that everybody does it different correct everyone does it different underscore that last line everyone grieves differently yeah it's so important it's so important because um we all know somebody who's grieving and so uh this could be really helpful information so we're going to be back more with pat right after this break i'm heather carroll and i'm deacon paul trinan we'll be right back live engaging and local this is real presence live where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the real presence radio network This is Father Chuck Huck from the Diocese of Crookston. Today I'm thinking about going to Mass. What is the importance of going to Mass and gathering as a community? One of the things that I think is very important is we must realize God calls us as His people. He invites us forth. He wants us to be participatory in life, in relationship. He wants to be part of that relationship. What's amazing is most people don't realize God is calling you, and when you wake up on Sunday morning or on Saturday evening when you decide to go to Mass, what you are doing is responding to God's call. And the celebration for the Eucharist actually starts when you start preparing at your home or wherever you're at to come forth to church. Imagine streams of people from everywhere coming together, celebrating because God called them all to be together at that moment, at that time. How can you know for sure that your loved one is in heaven? Well, the short answer is you can't. I'm Father Chris Alar, but you can have confident hope that they are saved because no matter when or how they died, even by suicide, you can pray and make sacrifices now to still help them accept God's final offer of grace. Jesus told St. Faustina, Call upon my mercy on behalf of sinners. I desire their salvation. When you pray with faith on behalf of some sinner, I will give him the grace of conversion. Wow, if you desire heaven for someone, God desires it even more. So do your part to help them get there. Please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost and to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. I am Heather Caro. It is great to have you joining us this morning. This is Deacon Paul Trinan. And, uh, we're broadcasting from the Abbey of the Hills, and we're talking with uh, Deacon's mother-in-law, Pat, and she was just sharing with us the loss of her husband four years ago, unexpected loss, um, and some of the tools that she has used and is using 
to work through the grief. Um, everybody grieves differently. And so we're excited to be talking with Pat today to hear how she's working through it. Um, you talked about journaling right away, how that was so beneficial to journal to God and to your husband. And then you talked about your faith, going to daily mass. What are some other things, tools that you have used to help you as you walk through this life of grief? And I'm not saying that grief ever ends. You know, it's just, you said it earlier, a journey. Mm-hmm. Yes, grief is a journey. Um, and there's no right way or wrong way um, mm. to do it. Um, one, I don't know if I'd call them tools, but certainly my family have been very instrumental in uh, helping me and allowing me to remain in my home. Um, I live on Big Stone Lake, and I have a, a nice-sized home and yard to take care of. And, and, you know, one of the things when I was thinking about this interview, too, is um, the fact that, you know, my grief was so deep um, that I had to remember that my family was grieving, too. Mm. You know, my children, my in-laws, my grandchildren, my friends, um, Raleigh's friends. You know, they were all, all grieving. And um, uh, sometimes when you're fresh into this, um, it's hard not to look too hard into what people say to you. People don't know what to say sometimes mm. to you. Um, you may take it as um, the wrong thing to say, and they don't mean it in that way. It's mm. just that they want to acknowledge your grief, but it, they don't know how. Well, and you're in such a raw state. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes. Your emotions. I mean, part of that, you know, those first months are so fuzzy. and um, But... You know, my my daughter that I had mentioned that I had called when she was going to be going on a trip um, stayed with me for about a week and a half, and um, that was such a blessing. And, uh, you know, Julie and Paul living close by um, were just rocks for me, and uh, helping plan the funeral um, I actually, since then, through COVID, have planned my own funeral and have found some very, wow. um, you know, some healing in that, too. So, you know. If and your you want, boys have been great coming out. My, my boys have been wonderful. Um, they're the fix-it man in my life. <laughs> and, uh, you know, they're like, make a list, Mom. Yeah. Make a list. Um, we want to, you know, they want me to stay. Yeah. where I am. They don't want to come and see me in an apartment. So right. it's kind of up to them. <laughs> <laughs> and there's yeah. also been another component of your grief that's been effective for you as well, right? And we want to make sure we speak to that group that you've uh, been a part of. And- yes, yes. That's, um, yeah. Yep. Faith, family, and friends. Um, well, and my group and my neighborhood. Um, God has placed me in just a wonderful neighborhood, and uh, they they have been um, just, you know, 
plowing my snow, um, inviting me for meals, uh, going for walks, sharing prayer time. And uh, this group, um, I belong to a grief group. We call ourselves a hope group. And that came about in kind of an interesting way because Raleigh died on June 20th. And within five days, two more parishioners lost their husbands. Oh, wow. So there were three of us that were, um, were grieving. And a month later, another parishioner, um, her husband passed away unexpectedly. All four of us were unexpected, very unexpected. Um, and... So in talking with another friend, uh, Lorinda. Lorinda Pribble. Yeah. Um, and just in a conversation, we were talking about, you know, how many of us were widows. And Lorinda, I believe, at the time was a widow for 14 years. And so somewhere in our conversation, we talked about doing this group thing. I'm not really sure exactly how this came about because <laughs> – but anyway um, – Lorinda kind of just picked up the ball and ran with it. Hmm. And then we um, invited two other ladies, uh, one of which her husband had been dead for, I think, two years and one for three years. So we were at varying places in our grief. And so in the fall of 2017, we formed our Hope Group. Hmm. And... um, it's been absolutely wonderful for me. Um, early on, our um, our conversations were mostly about our stories of our husband's passing. Sure. Um, we uh, we shared a lot of tears. We shared laughter. Um, and then, as we kind of grew, uh, Lorinda. Uh, God bless her. She, um, former teacher and principal and just all around good person, um, has uh, started giving us handouts. And we did music. (laughs) And um, we prayed together. And, you know, so we kind of grew and still talked and still cried and um, shared um, things like... uh, Oh, my toilet's not working well. What plumber do I call? Yeah, or, right. My car isn't, you know, whatever. Yeah. Who do I call for this? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we've grown a lot together. and and It's a beautiful gift. Yeah. But I'll bet, you know, and I know Lorinda, she's, she's a very gifted lady in the organization, picking up the ball and running with She's using her gift mm-hmm. to help. And that's mm-hmm. what the church yeah. is all about, to use that charism or that gift. Yeah. And it, I'm, if Lerner was here, she'd probably say it's enriched her life to do yeah. so. Yeah. And you've used your experience to help those people as they're doing so for you. Yeah. The importance of community. Yeah, community. Pat, thank you for sharing your story with us. We are out of time already. Oh, okay. We could have her back, though. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot to talk about. There's a lot to talk about. Thank you for sharing your experience and your story and your journey. Thank well, you so much. You're welcome. I hope it helps somebody else. Amen. 
Well, we've got another great show planned for tomorrow, so we're going to head on up to Fargo. Therese, tell us what we have going on. Yeah, so the next Real Presence Live is tomorrow from 9 to 11 a.m. Central with hosts Father Kyle Metzger and Roxanne Sullivan coming to you live from the Fargo studio. Tiffany Gehring and Deacon George Logering will share about an amazing apostolate on the feast of Our Lady of Fatima. And Ted Lemaire will talk about what led him to the diaconate. All that and much more is coming up on the next Real Presence Live, Thursday from 9 to 11 a.m. Central. All right. Thanks, Therese. Thanks, Therese. All right, Deacon, that's it. That's all well, she wrote. The fastest two hours of my month. I know that. <laughs> I know. Wow. It's just amazing, isn't it? I'm grateful for um, Father Todd Schneider and his, uh, his willingness to come and uh, provide a, a refuge for folks seeking peace through mm-hmm. Our Lady. And mm-hmm. even a special emphasis on St. Joseph this mm-hmm. year. And, um, and we had a wonderful conversation today with... With um, regarding IT issues and talking with Don oh, Wolf down Diocese of Sioux Falls and really, really, really pragmatic information. Yeah. And then, you know, speaking with this wonderful mother-in-law of mine and, and recognizing not only, like you said, that there's stages and unique pathways to, to dealing with grief, but that almost all, and I would say all of us, are experiencing some level of grief, yeah. um, whether it be through work, through... Um, physical ailments through lots of loved ones mm-hmm. powerful and, shows and they and they all provide all involved community today that yeah. was the focus yeah was not our focus wasn't holy was spirit always focus. has his focus so yeah. i love it if you've missed any of these great interviews uh, we will put them up as a podcast later today or tomorrow you can find them on realpresenceradio.com just go to our podcast section or you can download our app and uh, listen to them on there also. So, yeah. Deacon, thanks for hosting with me this morning. It's always a pleasure. It is a pleasure. It's a it's an honor and it's a blessing. It's what it is. It's a blessing. Well, speaking of, will you close us with a blessing? I will. Um, dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for being present in our lives. And um, the Almighty God bless us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. And may we all go together today in community and in peace. Thanks Amen. be to God. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence Radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.